Welcome to this Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. In this session, we're going to have a look to see how you can clear your mind when you do an online training or a webinar. Because you might have been finding yourself in a situation where all the technology of your webinar system, the cameras, the video recordings and the microphones and sharing screens and having a chat is so overwhelming that in the end everything in your mind seemed to collapse and you had to stop and think and really look at again and say, what was it I was going to do the next time? Remember the last time you were sitting in a physical presentation, like in a lecture, and you had the lecturer in front rummaging around with papers and doing last changes in the PowerPoint and running backwards and forwards and testing the microphone. What would you think of that lecturer? If you want to be in control of your webinar system so that your mind is totally clear so that you can bring about the message that you want to bring to your audience, then this podcast, this power hour is for you. So let's get started. Terrific. So welcome to this session of the webinar. I'm going to be switching myself on and off on occasions. Right now I'm here in front of my, you know, my blinds in the background. I've got the lights here on. I've got my microphone going and I'm going to walk you through exactly the elements that I'm using here to be able to do this webinar for you. Before we get started, however, I hope that you're all sitting safely. Nobody's driving in the car. Luckily these days, Unluckily, most of you will be sitting safely at home, so I hope you're in a good space. What I'm going to do, I'm going to switch over now to the presentation and I'm going to run elements of the presentation and in between I'm going to switch back so that you can see me and we can talk about these elements. If you have any questions, you can put them into the chat. I can read my chat here that is lying in front of me on the table so I can see what is happening. I've got it also on my screen. So sometimes I will be looking on my screen here just to see what is happening. We will have occasional questions which are going to pop up on the screen so that we can have a little dialogue and you can share what you are doing. And otherwise, if there is nothing else to do, let's get started. Let's start sharing the screen. And the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do a very, very, very short recap of what we did the last time so that you get an idea what was this was all about if you haven't seen the recording. And then we're very quickly going to dive into this specific element for today. Are you ready? The whole reason why we're doing this is actually that we want to make sure that we don't repeat any of the four sins of a presentation. And with these four sins of presentation, I'm going to run through them quite quickly. You will recognize some of them. You might be seeing other people doing these and here they are. The first thing is that all of us, we've got so much information that we would want to share. And very often we find ourselves cramming all this information into the presentation, into the time that we have, and we end up having way too much detail on our presentations. And that is really one of the problems. It's 
too much information and it overwhelms people um, and they just really can't capture what the essence is about this meeting. The second thing that we also see is when there is a lot of information that people even have the tendency to put everything onto the screen at once. And when this happens, they might use a laser pointer to share and, and indicate where they are. And if you're like me, you'll be wondering, where did that laser pointer go? You can't even see it. There is no guidance around what you should be watching, which area or section of the screen you should be looking at. So there's way too much information and all comes at once. The other thing is that at this point already, some people, they, you know, they start picking out their phone, they start talking to their neighbor. And the third thing that really happens here sometimes is that we have way too much, too many facts. We present it in a, in a too rational way. And when we present something in a rational way, we lose the emotion. And you have to remember that emotion is everything that the people have in the end. And if there is no emotion, they don't connect to anything. And finally, a lot of the presentations that we have, based on the first three things, they also come across as being quite erratic. Which means there's no real red thread, it's just too much, people can't remember anything, and in the end, they lose it. That's why I dare you to be different. I dare you to be different in your next webinar, because what happens when we do these things on a digital level, what happens is that these things only become worse. And when they become worse, then it has a more severe impact on your audience. You're going to lose your audience, they're going to be confused, they're going to click away, they're going to do something else on their screens and you don't even see it. So we don't want to be there. So that is why I put together this, this program. And in this program, we will have five specific things that we will go through so that you know exactly what it is that you need, you need to do to change really that way you're doing your webinars. Now, you might have seen other people doing some of these mistakes. You might have a habit of seeing other people doing webinars. But if you really want to do a professional webinar to your people, to your audience, specifically to customers, I would dare you to up your game and do a better job in doing these things. That is what we want to do. So today, specifically, we're going to go through the technical part of a webinar. So why is a technical part so important? Well, if we, if we don't be, if we're not clear about the elements, the technical elements that really make a good webinar, what is going to happen? Your webinar is going to stop like halfway or even at the beginning and you're trying to figure out what to do next. You're trying to look for your chat. You're trying to look to share windows. How many webinars have you been in and the first picture that you see from the people is not the screen, it is somebody editing PowerPoints. Now, this might look very interesting if it is your manager, if they're reading your emails or looking at a chat or something. But if you're doing that to your customer, what would it mean if you would be standing in the audience with your customers 
and you would be messing about with your PowerPoints, you would be trying to figure out the screen, you would have papers around, and it would look extremely erratic and out of control. How do you think your customer would perceive you? Exactly. That is why the technical requirements, being in control of everything, is the first thing that I dare you to focus on. And that is why we've started with this element. And there'll be together five elements where we're going to look through specifically how you then go through a program so that you can educate the people more, so that you can bring across the intention that they feel that you're, you're caring about them, how you can do it that you engage them. And in the end, in the session number six, we will be looking at how you can put something in front of your now amazing webinar so that you can communicate it and attract more people. So today we're focusing on the technical part. To be able to do that, I would like to know in greater detail where you stand with this. So we're going to have a little interaction here. So I would like you to open the chat and um, type into the chat the answers to the following question, because I would like to know where are you going to do your webinar? From where? Is it like from home? Is it from your office? Is it from your kitchen maybe? Do you have a meeting room where you can go? Put it in your chat in the chat right now so that we can see where you are doing this. And this way I can have an idea and relate more to what you're doing. So we've got home, office, meeting room, somebody's lucky, home, home, Terrific. Home office. From your home. Who's anybody sitting in their kitchen? I, I know that some people have got like a corner in the bedroom where they call it the home office. And I know sometimes it can be very challenging. And specifically now, when you're not in the office right now, um, when you're in like your guest room, as, um, as David here is posting, then of course the situation is different because you're not really set up to do this perfectly. And that is why I would want to help you today to find those few things so that you can be set up perfectly. So I'm going to give you presently a tour of my equipment. I'm going to highlight those elements so that you know, you know what works because I've been spending like two or three years now figuring out and coming up with a system where I know it can work for all of us. Because what I'm doing right now, I'm using Teams. And with everything that you can do in Teams, that is what I want to share with you. To keep it simple so that you can clear your mind and focus on the message. And nothing on its way is going to trip you up. So somebody, yes, somebody's got it in the bedroom corner. Yeah, I, I, I know how it, how it can be. I'm lucky that I've got a section here in my office. So um, let's have a look what, what we're going to do here together. So what does it mean to clear your mind? The first thing that we want to do is that we want to clear our mind and be in control of our controls that we have in our computer, right? Why would you want to be in controls? In control of the controls. <laughs> because of course you don't really want anything to happen on the way. That means 
nearly, literally speaking, you have to have the shortest way to, to your mouse, you have to have the shortest way to your buttons. You need to know where the buttons are so that nothing happens on the way. So, so that we can understand better which controls you have, I have a second question for you, which I would like you to add into, into the chat. And the question is around your equipment. And I'm going to pop it here into the chat so that we can we can have it. And here it is, question number two, and I'll also put it on the screen. Please answer in the chat, which equipment will you use? Is it a laptop? Do you have a separate webcam? Do you have an HD camera? Are you using a separate mic? Um, are you using a green screen maybe? Do you plan to do recordings? Share that so that we so that I know what is happening. Terrific, so the answers are coming in. You're using a laptop and a double screen. There you go, that's terrific. With inbuilt camera, standard PC, and it's a screen, Jabra speaker, okay, good. Laptop with separate HD speakers. Yeah, using the laptop. So many of you, you're still using standard equipment. Separate webcam, good. Yeah, laptop with a separate screen. So many of you, you're using the standard equipment. And with the standard equipment, you can do quite a lot. And there might be one or two add-ons that you can take, which don't really cost a lot, that going to give you this opportunity to do amazing webinars where you can have a technology. So let's go through a quick list to get started. What type of controls are we talking about? So of course, you need to know how to open the, um, the Teams meeting. And what I do is I create a separate Teams meeting earlier during the day and I test things out. Because the things that I need to test out are like, is the Wi-Fi, is the web connection working? Is the changing of the camera working that I'm doing right now if I, if I want to do it? Are the different devices, like the, the audio and the sound, are they working? Can I record it? And can I then download the recording afterwards? It is essential to test these things because, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't know how it is with your computer, but one, some mornings when I start my computer, it decides to, you know, leave certain audio settings at home. I don't know where they go, so I have to go back into Teams and I have to adjust the audio settings in the morning. And of course, you don't want to have this, this challenge when you have people waiting to come into the meeting. It is like, it is like when you call somebody on, on your phone, you know, everybody when they were on the phone, they used to ask people, where are you? See, now when you do web meetings like these, the first question is, can you hear me? because these settings are awkward. I also urge you, like you saw, to start the meeting earlier. Now I know if we are in a meeting, like in the office, we're running around from meeting to meeting, we're connecting ourselves from one meeting to another meeting. So what really happens is that we've got meetings back to back. But in our case, when we've got a scheduled webinar, a scheduled training with our customers, you can expect that people show up before. So if you go to an event and you want to go into the event room before the official starting time, it is closed. 
And if you're like me, you, you feel like, but I want to get a good seat, I want to feel comfortable. But you know what's happening behind that door? Of course, the speaker's getting ready, they're playing around with the PowerPoints. So you want to have a host outside of that door. And that host is a welcome page. It is like some, some, some videos playing, or like I had, I had a number of images counting down, giving you the idea how much longer it is to the meeting. And I was playing music from my, from my iPad that was picked up then on the microphone. And okay, I don't really know how well that music played, because if it has to carry all the way to Australia, of course, it can be a little chunky. But at least you were sure at that moment that there is sound, that your sound is working, you're in the right meeting and you can relax. Because if you don't do that, what happens is that the people start clicking around and they start making adjustments on their audio settings. So when it really gets started, they might have screwed up their side of the computer. And then they're chatting to you in the meeting like, I can't get in, I can't hear you, and can you hear me? And of course, you don't want that to happen because you want to have a clear mind and you want to focus on your message. So you want to test these things. You also want to test things how, like how you can bring in external people, people who are not in your team list, specifically if you're doing customer events. Because there are all sorts of different systems that are available. I mean, before we were using GoToMeeting, there are Teams, there is Zoos, there, there's Zoom, there is, ah, I, I, I can't even remember all of them that are, that are available. But um, we all know that there are many programs. The principle of these programs is you have the hosting program, which means you have the license. And normally, the other person doesn't have to have a license. They only need some kind of attendee software. So what I did here on my phone, I down, this is my private phone that I'm using here, I downloaded the Teams app. And when I got the email, which I sent to my private email address, when I got the email then on my, on my phone, I, I clicked on that uh, link, it opened up the Teams app, and it just asked me to join. Nothing else. I didn't have to sign up for Teams. I didn't have to log into anything. It actually, for once with Microsoft, it was easy. And the reason why I'm doing it here for this meeting is that I can stand here and I don't have to peer onto my screen and read the chat messages that are coming. So all you need to do is in your invitation email that we'll do in the last section, you can tell the people we're going to use Teams. You can download the app on your phone or put it on your PC. Many customers are also using Teams and this way you can be in the same environment that you're always in and you don't have to switch. Because that is maybe for you the most challenging thing if all of a sudden the customer says, but can you do it in Zoom as an example or whatever? And then you have to fiddle about and figure out how all this buttons are going to work and how you can stay in control. But you want, don't want to be there. You want to stay in control. And that's why you want to manage your system and, you know, and give that piece of responsibility to your audience. But you need to help them. So you give them a link how they can find then the, the audience elements so that they can log in. 
Then of course you need to find out how you can switch on the camera, where your chat is, so that you, you feel comfortable with these, with these different elements, how you share your screen and um, what is happening. So I'm just reading if there are any comments here. Um, perhaps Marcom could create a few pre-meeting templates. Um, interesting, there's, I'm not quite sure whether there's a pre-meeting template. Um, definitely, definitely what I did, I already put some points into the, into the chat. So whatever I put into the meeting invitation, it appears in the, um, in the meeting invitation when you go in Teams. So you can put quite a lot there. So if you mean that this is the way how to create a template, yes, you could, you actually, it's a good idea. You could do that. Um, yeah, countdown pictures at the beginning so that you know you're in the right place. So this way you can be in control of your controls. Now, what these controls look like for me, I'm going to show you because I'm going to go through the equipment right now because in the next element, we would be talking about lights. And specifically, it's nothing better than just showing you where the lights are coming from, okay? So for this, I'm going to go onto my three little, little buttons here and I'm going to switch to another camera because I'm running two cameras. And um, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show you here. Um, no, I can't show you because I only have one, one screen. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to switch to the different cameras and I'm going to give you a tour of what is happening here and what I'm, what I'm doing on my, here we go. I have to find the right camera. There we go. So here's, here is my, my separate camera. I'm moving it around. I'm going to take it off this tripod because I want to show you this, this tripod in a second. It's an amazing thing because I definitely urge you to get one of those little guys. So um, here we go. I hope you can see the picture nicely because, you know, as in Teams, you only get this tiny little window um, where you are. And I, am, I have to, you know, have one eye on the screen and one eye on the camera. So first of all, let's look at lights now. So here in front of me, I'm going to turn it around. This is sort of what I'm seeing. I'm, I've got a big um, camera light here with a diffuser on my right, and I've got another one here on the left. And what I have done here on the right-hand side of my room, um, this is where I've got a wonderful window out into the garden, and I've put up there double blinds to, there you can see out into my garden, to, um, to keep the sunlight out because this is the south side and it, become, it can become very nice and sunny. So putting blinds there and using artificial light instead, one on the right, one on the left, um, helps to get even lights. And I also have one here on the back at the top which then lights up my, my shoulders and I use one LED lamp here or uh, straight, straight ahead of me so that um, I can light up my face a little bit. So let's go through those elements to see why those, are, um, why those are important. I'm going to go back to my other camera there. Going to switch. There we are. So why are these things important? Well, first of all, the two big lights that I have here, they light up the background. And you want to have a very good lit background so that you can 
have an even lighting on your green screen. Now, I'm not demonstrating how the green screen works here because I'm telling you right now that, okay, we're using this with the Teams environment and the Teams doesn't have a green screen filter. So, so here at the back, just to show you, I have also another blind, same color, same size, and that's where I have my green screen. And this way, this way what, sorry, this way, whatever is in the in the background, I can I can cover this way. Now I'm quite sure you can have um, commercial commercially available green screens as a blind. I took this one. This is like 20 euros, 25 euros or something. It does a perfect job to do a nice background. And the two lights here, they help it to give a nice even background. When you use a green screen, you want some lights on your on your head, on your shoulders, so that you get a get a nice con contrast. And a front light is also quite good, so that it takes away then some of the shadows that you have on both sides of your face. So that's important about lights because you don't want sunlight. You don't want backlight because if you have backlight then of course the camera is going to take all the background and you're going to be black. So why is that important to have good lights? Because people would like to have the, the um, easy way to watch what you're doing because if it becomes hard to watch they will step away and that's important to know. Good. So this is what is why it's important about lights. So let's move on. What is the next section here that we need to be in control of next to lights? The next one is actually quite different. But on the other hand, it's very easy to control. And it's about the E here because it's about your own emotional state when you do your presentation. So that's why being in control of everything that is happening around you is so extremely important so that you can put yourself in an emotional state that you really want to do this presentation, that it's fun, that you can chat with the people and you can enjoy presenting what you want to present. Because if things go wrong, if things don't work the way you want it to do and there's a screen missing, or, you know, the internet doesn't really work and there is a cat out or whatever, where do your emotions go? They go right into the cellar. So here are two things which I would definitely recommend you to do so that you can be in control of your emotions. One of them is actually quite obvious and you might have noticed if I switch back onto my screen, one of them is I'm standing, right? Because when you're standing and doing a presentation, you automatically have a different posture. And with that different posture, you automatically have a different state, which means you have a different, you have a different voice, you have a different um, pondus in, in what you're saying. You can gesture with your arms and it has a huge impact versus if you're hiding behind your laptop and you're crouched in your chair and you're sitting. You cannot bring that level of enthusiasm over to the other side without standing and doing your webinar. It is like you're doing a telephone conversation and you would have your, your feet up on the desk. 
I'm quite sure you remember situations where you've seen people and what happens? Their boss comes around and says, Oi, feet off the table. Why? Because the emotions transport over the digital line even if they cannot see what you're doing. So if you're leaning back, if you've got your feet on the table, it comes across. And if you want to do a webinar that has impact, that really captures your audience and brings the, the customers to feel like, wow, this is really amazing stuff, I would like to do more, then I urge you to stand. The second one is maybe a little crazy. Because before you want to start that meeting, you want to get yourself into a state of anticipation, of that feeling where you say, yes, we're going to do this meeting. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. They're going to enjoy it. I'm going to have the impact and everything is going to be great. How do you get yourself into that state? That is really the trick why I'm doing a countdown. Because very, I'm just going to play you that countdown music again that is happening. Just a few, you know, a few seconds of it. Like, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Right? It's really upbeat. And what do you want to do with this? You want to move. You want to increase your energy. Get ready for this, right? That is really what is happening before the webinar. And <laughs> I'm literally jumping up and down to create my level of energy so that I'm at a, at a level of 100 where I want to do this webinar. So I even do my power moves, say, you know, like, like an athlete who's going, yeah, let's do this, like a team going there. Of course, you're not going to see that. Okay, Ooh, you did see it, but okay. But normally you wouldn't see that. And I guarantee you, the professional speakers who give that amazing presentation on stage, they do that behind stage, all of them. They get themselves into a state of mind. They've got their earbuds in there. They're playing music and they're rocking on. I go, yeah, yeah. You don't see that. You just see the result. So these are the two things that you can change immediately to get into a different state when you do your webinar. Stand and move before you get the webinar started. Very easy. The next element here I'm going to share with you is actually not, not so difficult at all. It is audio. There are a few things that you want to consider because nothing is worse than having bad audio. Now, I'm using here a, um, this is a Logitech C920 series video. I'm going to show that video camera. I'm going to pop that here on the screen so that you can see that. Right, it's a Logitech. Um, a webcam, HD webcam. It's, it's, it's got an excellent microphone. Um, it has one disadvantage. It is extremely sensitive concerning to the noise. 
So it picks up everything. And that is one of the challenges that you have when you are using microphones, whether it is the built-in microphone to your computer, whether it is an external microphone, you always want to test how much extra noise the microphone is picking up. Because nothing, nothing is worse than having, having a microphone that is picking up somebody, you know, doing the dishes in the background when you're doing it at, at home, or when it's picking up that you're hammering away on, on, on the keyboard, on your laptop. And you don't really want to have those because these are distracting. These are distracting noises. And so you can also use something like, if you want a little more movement, you can use something like Rode uh, microphones, um, like a headset. And just to give you an idea, I, I do have a, um, a lapel mic sitting here. And the reason for that lapel mic is that I'm recording this whole webinar and I'm putting it out at a podcast. So what I have here, I'm just going to pull that out of my pocket carefully. What I have here is, of course, the, um, the communication device. And this big thing here, highly recommended, is an external battery. Um, which I have because normally the two uh, AA batteries that you have in these devices, they don't last very long and nothing is worse than going through your webinar halfway and you review your recording and you suddenly notice that your audio is missing. So this is a safety precaution. I also have one of those external um, batteries on my receiver as well. So this way you can create, either you can, you can reduce the ambient sound by using a lapel mic, but then you have to be, create the precaution of having, having um, you know, extra batteries and these things, or you use, you use um, your webcam as a mic, and then you want to make sure that around you, you try to eliminate noises, you close the window, you close the door. <laughs> if last year I had my cat scratching on the door on the outside because the cat wanted to come in. And you're wondering, of course, in the end, can anybody hear that? You really want to think ahead about these things. Okay. Now, last thing is, of course, what we're doing here is we are recording. Now you can discuss around how, how important is it to record. Of course, why should you record? Or why shouldn't you record? Because there are two discussions around these things, two, you know, two parties. One says, of course you should record so that everybody in the end can listen to what you have to say because they didn't miss the original version, they want to come in and they want to listen to everything, that's why you should be recording. There's the other part that says, yes, but if you're recording, then not everybody comes in right from the first place because they think, oh, they can listen to the recording. So hand on your heart, how often do you listen to a recording of a webinar? That is one of the experiences. So if you do a recording, you would want to think about how are you going to treat the recording? Because nobody's going to listen to an hour's recording of people discussing if they're not really related to the people. If they're related to the topic, then you would want to consider the fact that you're going to create at least something that is as good as a video around that topic. That is, then recording makes a lot of sense. 
So only then, when you say, okay, I want to create something valuable that's going to be consistent for the other people, later on, which is why we're doing this, then it makes sense to do a recording. Because these elements that I'm doing right here, I'm going to put those afterwards, I'm going to upload those, so we can immediately see the session in a few, a few minutes, as soon as um, Teams has given me the access to the video. But what I'm also going to do, I'm going to, after all these five, six steps have finished, I'm going to put it into an online course so that anybody can listen to these five steps, how you can create an amazing webinar afterwards, even when this live series is over. And there is, of course, that's a good point, Johannes, there's, of course, your own benefit of a recording. Because <laughs> if you dare, you can watch yourself and listen to yourself over again and pick up some things that you might consider to be worthwhile improving. So this rounds up those five elements. Practice on the controls, make sure that you test everything um, so that nothing happens while you're doing it. I'm doing it, I create a separate webinar meeting and this way I can make sure that everything is working. Test the lights, make sure you've got two face lights on either side, you've got a backlight here at the end. I feel like a safety stewardess right now in an airline. Um, stand so that you can be in control of your emotions, move and get yourself into that state where you think, yes, this is going to be a great webinar. Make sure you've got reasonable audio and you don't have a lot of background noise and, and tapping on the desk and record it. And here's a tip. If you're not happy with the live recording because you think it took too long, just use Teams and do a private recording without the discussion, without the background noise of the people and do that one and post it. Re-record it. Because you can do exactly what we're doing here. You can use the same technology and you can create your own video. And all you do, all you need to do is have a pre-page pre as an entry point and a post page coming out of the video. So that is what I had prepared for you. And as I said in the introduction, of course, we can have questions and answers. So if you want to have live questions right now, then of course you can, you can speak up and I will turn, turn up my, um, my audio a little bit so that I can, I can hear you. And um, if you want to ask a live question, now is the moment. Let's do it. I can even put on my headset. I hope you enjoyed this Power Hour, where we were looking into how you can clear your mind from all the technical issues and problems that you might be occurring in your webinar or online training, so that you're in control of everything, so the only thing you have to focus on is to bring about the message that you want to bring to your audience, because that is really what matters, isn't it? So if you like this Power Hour, give me some thumbs up share it with a colleague, a peer, or anybody who you think might profit and benefit from this information, from this Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. In the next Power Hour, we're going to have a look to see how can you have a script, a schedule, a sequence in your meeting so that you can go through your training and your education in a way that you really educate the people. 
so that they come out of that session and have that feeling and say, I really, really learned something. There are secret steps there so that you can educate your people, which I'm going to share in the next Power Hour, how to educate your people.